This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We are on the road today as for the uh, the one and only official time for bowl season. While we do have teams from the state of North Carolina who have already played in bowl games, and by the way, the streak will try to continue. App State won. Duke also won. So North Carolina will have to keep the in-state streak of bowl teams alive with a win today in Charlotte in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. On their way to cover this thing, they are road tripping together like Abbott and Costello. Those are two black and white actors from way back in the day. Uh, Pat Welter from WREL Television and good friend Chris Lee, who's been on this program many a times. Uh, also host, co-host of the Panthers Playbook podcast, which you can find. Chris, as you guys roll to Charlotte, let's give some Carolina fans who are heading there right now, who didn't stay overnight and are just going for the game right now, something smart for them to say to the person next to them about North Carolina football. Go. Something smart. Um, I, I guess maybe if Carolina wins today, they'll have just as many wins in Bank of America Stadium as the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> um, I, I think uh, the good thing to look out for, of course, is, is Connor Harrell's, and is just to see how he'll play. Of course, Drake May is not playing in the bowl game. Uh, he's getting ready for the NFL, which, you know, that was, uh, that was what was coming up for sure. Uh, and we knew that was going to happen. So now it's an opportunity for Carolina to kind of project and look into the future and see if, if this guy can potentially be uh, their quarterback of the future. And um, what was it, Pat, like uh, – what, 19 of their starters? 12 will be out from the beginning of the season, from the first game. They'll be missing 12 starters. Yeah. Here's a fun fact for you. The tight ends playing today, Paul, walk-ons, because they're missing all of their tight ends. This is the situation. This isn't about winning the game. This is about just, like, being competitive in the game. This and guy's getting reps. So that's, that, those are the smart things to look out for. A lot of new faces, basically, what we're trying to say. Yeah, this is the change that we're seeing, obviously, the transfer portal playing a role. But this is normally what you would see, as you mentioned, Pat, if uh, Pat Welter from WREL-TV. As you mentioned, this is normally what you would see when you have a coaching change as opposed to a transfer portal where you see guys leaving the program or guys graduating where you do have the walk-ons. And, you know, there are, you know, with Tez Walker out, with Drake May not being there, uh, Connor's going to have to lean quite a bit on his running back. He's going to have to have Omari and Hampton carry the ball 40 times. Would that even surprise you at this point with it, within what they have to work with with this offensive scheme? Or are they going to just pull out what normally happens in bowl games? You're going to run option, you're going to run the oop-to-oop, you're going to run reverses, and just pull out every bag of tricks you possibly can. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, you know, they talked about having to shift the offense around. Like, a lot of people probably don't know what kind of player Connor Harrell is, but he's a different player than Drake May. He's more mobile. I mean, you saw in the Campbell game, which is the game we got to see some extended minutes this season. I mean, he busted off a 60-yard touchdown run. I mean, he's six foot one. He's a guy that won a lot of games in Alabama high school football, multiple state championships. Mac Brown loves to point out this week that he's valedictorian as well. So, smart kid, nice kid, big smile. Uh, we're going to find out a lot about him. And, yeah, why not lean on Amarion Hampton? Well, let's ease him into it a little bit. British Brooks should be out there as well. They're missing pretty much all their receivers. I mean, Kobe Pesor injured, um, but you mentioned uh, Tez Walker, and then McCollum has been banged up throughout the year. So, yeah, the receiving core is really uh, a limited 
and those tight ends are a big part of it. So, yeah, lean on the running game, make it simple for him, let him use his legs, and let's get an idea of who's going to be the starter next season. Is it going to be Connor Harrell, who's been sitting and waiting, or is it going to be Max Johnson, the transfer from Texas A&M? It could be a mano a mano, a, a true Duke out situation, and not making any reference to the Blue Devils, but a true just situation where it is a full audition for him, whether it's for him or whether he's auditioning for another team. Uh, if I were an incumbent, for me, if I were sitting there and watching someone transfer in, going, okay, was this an offer made? Do we feel like we needed to make things deep? Or are they following kind of the state way of, hey, let's just grab some plug-and-play quarterbacks? That'll be up for Harold to, to figure out. Chris Lee, Pat Welter joining us here as they head on the road to the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. It is Carolina and West Virginia where uh, the Mountaineers have certainly seemed to have taken over Charlotte. And the Mountaineers roll into this one with a very mobile quarterback, a coach who last year was legitimately on the hot seat. I'm going to give everyone a little bit of something they can turn to their left and say to their friends. Neil Brown, so we have two Coach Browns. Neil Brown was on the hot seat last year. Like It was, it was pretty much win and do something with this team to uh, secure yourself a job. And so the Mountaineers roll into this thing 8-4 and four because they were below 500 last year, and they make it to a bowl game. And now North Carolina is facing a very mobile quarterback in which there have been so many questions about this Carolina defense, guys, that Mac Brown has come out and said, hey, I know what's going on. I'm being honest about what's wrong with our defense and trying to fix this. Is this the time to try to fix this defense, or we just need to let this game play out and deal with that after uh, the final horn sounds? Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuder with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Um, I, I'm, I think I lean on the side of, like, let this game kind of play out. Like, you've made it to the bowl game. If you don't win, it's not like it's um, anything detrimental for the rest of your season. If you do win, yeah, you go home with some extra mayo. That's cool. Um, <laughs> but really, like, like let's, let's kind of, like, sit back and regroup and get things together for the 2024 season. Pat, I don't know if you feel any different on that. Yeah, I mean, the matchup doesn't bode well for them, right, Paul? Like, what have they been bad at as they go two and four down the stretch? It's stopping the run. And Virginia was able to control the ball against them. Georgia Tech did. That's how those upsets happened. Uh, NC State controlled the time of possession, was able to set things up with play action with Brennan Armstrong. So that's the fear. You're talking about a mobile quarterback, uh, a running game that's one of, you know, top five in all of FBS. But it isn't necessarily about, like, just, like, the logistics of the scheme. It's, like, it's the will, you know, and, and their will was broken against NC State. And what are we going to see from it today? And, what are we, and, and is Gene Chizik, you know, his job's kind of on the line to a certain extent. You know, this is a guy that Matt, Matt goes back with. So, if he were to leave, it might kind of be positioned as a, oh, you know, Gene came back out of retirement for this. Yeah. He's decided it's best for his family. You know, they let, we'll let him step out with grace. But, you know, you got to think – it's a very hot seat for him, and Mac Brown's already looking at, at potential backup options and how they show up in this game, regardless of what the numbers look like. It's more to me about just 
how hard they're trying, how prepared they look. And I was at the Mayo Bowl two years ago when they were just getting completely out-communicated, complete communication breakdowns in the secondary. And if you see that kind of stuff today, I mean, that's where you start looking at coaching changes going forward. West Virginia comes into this one third nationally in rushing. So this is where this is where that preparation will be key. Chris Lee, Pat Welter from WRAL Television in Raleigh traveling to go catch North Carolina and West Virginia play things out. Guys, before I let you go, I want to do a little uh, segment that I have not tried before, but since we were having ourselves uh, in wrestling circles known as a triple threat, a three-way dance, I want to take a little bit of a powder and uh, quiz you guys on something I like to call snap judgments. So I just want some honest kind of just – Brutal opinion, uh, maybe not brutal opinion, but maybe just honest opinion on a on a couple of things. All right, so here we go. Uh, I, either one of you can go first. I'll just point at Chris because alphabetically he gets to go first, and I you you might have the most uh, experience when it comes to professional wrestling among us in this group. But hey, this is how it's going to go. Um, what's the best thing that goes with mayo that you've ever eaten? Uh, from somebody who doesn't eat mayo. Um... You know what? I use a vegan mayo to make uh, a chickpea tuna salad, and I, I like that. That's that's the best thing uh, for that I could ever do with mayo. All right, Pat, Pat Welter, same question. Best thing you've ever eaten with mayo? I don't even have to hesitate. French fries. I know it sounds weird. Wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. It, no, it doesn't uh, sound weird to Canadians. You know, I love that scene in Reservoir Dogs. John Travolta's in the car. Actually, I think it's Pulp Fiction. And he's talking about the Royale with cheese, how they don't call it a quarter pounder in Europe, and they also dip their French fries in mayo. And you know what? It's delicious. I tried it. You, you, you've got to call it a different name, like the French. Call it aioli, and it sounds a lot more appealing, and it tastes more appealing, too. Aioli, right. Right, there you go. Right, it's uh, boneless chicken and tomato consomme, right? Chicken nuggets and, and ketchup. Chris Lee, Pat Welter having a few uh, snap judgments for us here as they head to the Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte. All right, where's the one pit stop that you have to make between Raleigh and Charlotte? Either way, like if you're traveling from Raleigh to Charlotte, Charlotte to Raleigh, what's the one pit stop you know people should be making that they're not aware of? Pat, uh, Pat, you go on this one. Ooh, you know, I always like to hit up my barbecue places here and there, and I know, like, you know, the OGs of North Carolina probably have a better you know, more authentic hole-in-the-wall spot. But I like to pop in at Max Speed Shop right outside Charlotte, kind of near the NASCAR track. Uh, so I pop in there. They don't have a Max in Raleigh. I know there's one in Fayetteville, but it's a pretty good uh, motorcycle-themed barbecue joint that I like to hit up a lot on my way in and out of the city. All right. Same question to you, Chris Lee. Between Raleigh, Charlotte, whether you're traveling there, traveling to uh, Raleigh, what's the one pit stop that everyone should make that they're not quite aware of? For my plant-based brigade out there, um, I would say stop in Greensboro at Romeo's Vegan Burgers. It's off of Tate Street in Greensboro near UNCG. It's absolutely delicious. Even if you're uh, not plant-based as well, you would definitely enjoy everything they have there. Um, Milkshakes, everything. It's It's a nice little gym. And if you just don't want to stop in Greensboro, there's also a location in Charlotte as well. So, um you know, it's, it's, it's a really good place. Uh, I, I, I love it. I love the food. Snap judgments here on the Adam Gold Show. Paul Lyhander sitting in for Adam today, Victoria producing. All right, guys, one last one for you. Uh, between the Coach Browns, which one would win in a fight? 
<laughs> oh, man, I'll go first real quick. Matt, you saw Mac Brown last week talking about Dave Doran. He's feisty right now. He's standing up for his team. So I know uh, Coach Brown on West Virginia's side, you know, his, his hair still got some brown in it. Um, so, you know, he's got the, the youth on his side. But I wouldn't mess with uh, Mac Brown right now. He's feisty. I was going to say, I feel like Mac Brown has, like, that old man strength. Like, you, you'd probably underestimate him. But then, like, you lock up with him and you're like, oh, man, he's still really strong. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like to go against Mac Brown in too many things. And uh, I'll go with Mac Brown in a physical fight with other Coach Brown. <laughs> I might be wrong, but I'm well, going to go with him. <laughs> Mac over Neil. Okay, there we have it. Chris Lee, Pat Welter, WRAL Television, on their way to the Duke's Mail Bowl. Gentlemen, Be appreciate you. <laughs> appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.